Welcome to the Freeman Report Super Bowl edition. I uh, I guess I wanted to do this one because there's clearly a uh, large um, amount of excitement in Louisiana uh, for this Super Bowl, especially with Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, um, Odell Beckham Jr., and then an individual I'm going to talk about a little bit more, Andrew Whitworth. Um, clearly, Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase leading the LSU Tigers to the 2019 National Championship has a special place, uh, certainly for the LSU uh, LSU Nation, the Tiger Nation, so to speak. And so I'm going to, at the very end of this, go ahead and give my prediction on uh, who I think will win the Super Bowl. But just wanted to give you a little bit of a take on, you know, again, Joe Burrow, um, I'm still to this day baffled as to how he was a second-string quarterback at at Ohio State, uh, was not uh, named the starter, and then chose to transfer. And we are extremely pleased and happy that he decided to transfer to LSU. The only other university at that time that was interested or expressed an interest was the University of Cincinnati. He chose LSU, and I think it was a wonderful fit for both. Um, and then there was Jamar Chase. There is Jamar Chase, so to speak. And interestingly, I, I cannot verify this with 100% accuracy, but I did read an article where uh, Les Miles, when he was recruiting Jamar Chase out of Rummel High School in New Orleans, basically told Jamar that he, he would not ever be a really good receiver. He needed to consider moving to defensive back. Well, it just so happens that in between – um, the period of Les Miles recruiting him and Jamar was still considering LSU. Les Miles was fired and Coach Ed Ogeron took over and somebody there had the foresight to recognize that Jamar Chase would be a very good receiver. And obviously what he's done this year in the NFL as a rookie has proved that he, he, he was well worthy of being a receiver. So we've got the Joe Burrow and the Jamar Chase on the Bengals side of things. Plus, there's a couple of others. Thaddeus Moss, who is uh, Randy Moss's son, played kind of a hybrid position uh, for LSU at receiver. Um, he's on the uh, injured reserve, and I think the uh, practice squad team. And then Tyler Shelvin, who's kind of a nose guard here, maybe defensive tackle for the Bengals. So we have really four members of of. Uh, you know, the Tigers on the Bengals, Cincinnati Bengals team. And then you move over to the Los Angeles Rams. You have Odell Beckham Jr., who, um, you know, clearly one of the great receivers at LSU. And while I'm speaking of that, I'm just going to, you know, take a little bit of time, I guess, now to speak about receivers at LSU. When you start thinking about it, you not only have Jamar Chase, Odell Beckham Jr., you have Jarvis Landry who plays with the Browns. You have Justin Jefferson, who plays with the Vikings. Um, Justin had a phenomenal year, his rookie season. Jarvis Landry's been in the league for quite a while. And, and, and even more interesting than that, coming from LSU, they all come from South Louisiana. Um, none of them came from, I think, above Interstate 10 in, in Louisiana, which, you know, Odell Beckham Jr., um, clearly from New Orleans, went to Newman. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson, who followed him, and his, he had two brothers also play at LSU. 
Jarvis Landry, and, um, you know, Jamar Chase, again, out of New Orleans as well. So you've got four really, really good receivers, uh, almost great receivers in one sense, coming out of South Louisiana. So LSU may call itself DBU, but they might want to look a little bit at, um, you know, RU or whatever you want to call receiver U as well. And, and with the exception of Burrow, um, there was no great quarterbacks. You know, I mean, we had good quarterbacks, but not great quarterbacks. So back to you have Odell Beckham Jr. And then you have Andrew Whitworth. So just uh, full disclosure here in a sense, Andrew Whitworth actually worked for, uh, for our company, Petron Corporation, uh, for several years. LSU had a program that they call the Jobber Program, where during the summer – um, a gentleman that kind of oversaw it for LSU, Sam Nader, one of the finest human beings you'll ever meet, one of the finest human beings I know, oversaw this uh, program called the Jobber Program where he would, you know, try and find jobs, uh, you know, summer help, I guess, for the football players to give them a little bit of cash to live on. Um, I think with the NIL now, that's going to destroy all of that. But back then it was a program that, you know, uh, they allowed to work, and, and they had to show up to work, and, um, you know, gave them some income, and they could work, um, you know, while they were working out and doing other things they did during the summer, but but it gave them a good, good you know, decent flow of cash for a little bit during the summer. So we had been doing that. I guess I had been doing that for Petron since 1987, and uh, I was fortunate for a couple of years. We were fortunate at Petron for a couple of years to, to have uh, – you know, Andrew Whitworth worked for us, and that's where I got to know him. Um, I don't I don't have his personal phone number. He probably may not even remember me. That's okay. But he did work for us for a couple of summers, and just, just as an outstanding human being. Um, you know, he's staying six foot seven, and, and one thing, and I told him when he came to work for us, one thing that I really, that stood out to me about his character, that showed me his character and who he really was, was when he was in high school playing for West Monroe, which is a you know team up in North Louisiana. Um, excellent football program. I think they even did a TV series on them one time, or maybe a documentary on West Monroe football. Um, so he had played football up there and recruited by LSU. But he also played basketball. And I remember... Um, it was the playoffs, and they West Monroe came down and played Catholic High. And my son John was a sophomore at that time, so I remember going to the game. And, uh, it, you know, West Monroe, uh, Andrew was 6'7". I think they had a 6'6 power forward as well, and, and a really, really good team. Now, Catholic High, I think their tallest player may have been 6'4". They had a couple of really good guards that could score. Uh, and a matter of fact, I think Trey Penninger that game had 39 points and a triple overtime victory for Catholic High. So here it is. Catholic High wins this uh, triple overtime playoff game that really nobody expected them to win. And and the students and the fans just poured onto the court. And I remember all the West Monroe players just running out to the locker room. I mean, when it was over, they were devastated. So they run to the locker room with the exception of one individual. And I sat there in the stands and watched him. And it was Andrew Whitworth. And he had, you know, little five foot ten guys and six foot guys and so on and so forth, kind of taunting him. 
And he didn't, he didn't look at any of them. What he did, though, what he was doing, which showed me his characters, he stood on that court and made sure that he shook the hand of every Catholic high player and coach and congratulated them. That showed me character. You know, he didn't have to do that, but that's who he was and that's who he is. And so he, you know, he just won the Walter Payton Award, NFL Man of the Year, for giving back to the community. You just don't win the Walter Payton Award because you donate a little money or something. It's a heck of a lot more than that. Each team has one individual that is nominated. He's been nominated, I think, three times now, and he won this year. Uh, he is just an incredible, in my opinion, just an incredible human being that obviously winning that award and giving back to the community. Um, LA, and he did through, you know, when we had, we had the hurricanes hit here, he gave back to Louisiana. Uh, he's, you know, he's a Louisiana guy through and through, even though he lives out in LA right now. But, but that's just the character of Andrew Whitworth. And, and I just think, um, you know, that, that tugs at my heart too, about how I look at this. Everybody's Joe Burrow and, you know, Cool Joe and, and, and Joe Ice and all of this. And look, he, in my opinion, is one of the greatest of all time, uh, certainly at LSU. And uh, he's got a bright future ahead of him. I mean, he made comeback player of the year. You know, he had, he, he fell in, you know, he had surgery last year, bad knee, um, you know, injury that, that he went through surgery and came back and led his team now to the Super Bowl. That's very rare. You know, and then Jamar Chase, um, NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. I mean, just, just it's incredible. So what we have basically is, you know, again, and then Tyler Shelvin, he, he you know, I won't say he stood out at LSU, and I'm surprised in a sense that he's in the pros, but there are some that don't necessarily stand out, um, you know, in, in college, but then make the pros. And even like, you know, some making the transition from, High school to college, you're thinking, oh, that guy will never make it, and he makes it. Or you're thinking, man, that guy's a can't miss, and he, and he doesn't really make it. Um, so Tyler Shelvin's one of those, obviously, that has the desire. And, you know, Thaddeus Moss being, obviously, uh, Randy's son has some talent. Uh, he showed that talent at LSU, but uh, he's hurt, so he won't he, – I'm sure he'll be on the sidelines, but he won't be in the game. So you've got, you've got a wonderful LSU contingent in the Super Bowl. So for me, it, it, it boils down to um, I, have, I have a gut, um, you know, a gut feel on how the game is going to go, and then I have, you know, what tugs at my heart. So I, I guess, you know, to, to make, my, make my prediction, so to speak, on all of this, um, although I guess maybe before I get to that, I'm, I've been thinking about this a little bit. I read where the SoFi Stadium in L.A. cost over $5 billion. And I'm sure a chunk of that, uh, again, I can't attest to this, so maybe it's pure speculation, but I am sure because I've seen it here in New Orleans or in the New Orleans with the Superdome and their renovations. and everything, It's not just the owner putting up all the money. It comes from public money as well. So I am really thinking that uh, SoFi Stadium, uh, a lot of that $5 billion came from the taxpayers. I'm sure they had some bonding and everything else, but still, you've got to back it up. So, um, you know, I'm thinking of L.A., California, 
very, you know, kind of a liberal state out there. Do they really want to spend $5 billion on a stadium? I mean, and, and again, it could be in New Orleans. It could be in Houston, Texas, or wherever. Do they really want to do it? Um, obviously, they did, and it's paid off for them. It is a beautiful, beautiful stadium. But I just, you know, you read about the homeless and everything, and then you go, man, could that $5 billion have gone towards something else? But, hey, that's, that's what the people want. It's obviously paid off for them. So just a, probably shouldn't have done the political comment, but. It is the Freeman Report, and so I'm giving my political view there. So on to the predictions. Um, again, my gut, when I, when I look at everything on paper, and, and Matthew Stafford, too, I think is a great story. I mean, he got him wallowed in, in Detroit, hung in there, got beat up, um, just never really had, you know, he had a couple of good receivers good running backs, but just never an overall really good team with any chance of, of going anywhere. Um, and so he's finally in L.A., and he's proven his worth by bringing the Rams to the to the Super Bowl as well. So I, and I, and I you know, SEC guy went to Georgia, uh, niece and nephew that went to Georgia, so there's a little bit of a tug there too, but not that much, uh, you know, to uh, to my, I guess my niece and, nephew that went there. Um, I'm sure they're both pulling for, for L.A. Rams because of that. That's great. Although the uh, the niece, uh, she did go to Newman where Odell Beckham Jr. went. And so that's maybe even more of a pull for her. But back to it, I think my gut and on paper is I'm, I'm going to say the, the Rams, um, you know, 35 to 27. That's my gut. Um, looking at everything, just the experience and so on and so forth. But then I, I, I turn around and I look at what Cincinnati has done. They've won every playoff game away from home. Um, you know, they've done it in, in a fashion that they got down last week or two weeks ago clearly and, and came back. Um, they just don't seem to panic. And so my heart, and, and maybe a little bit of my mind, goes to, um, and this is going to be my ultimate prediction, Cincinnati 28, L.A. 24. Um, I just think Joe Burrow has the it factor. Um, you know, I watched him at LSU, and I've watched him at Cincinnati. There's just something about him that he just has a, a, a will to win, and he finds a way to do it. Um, and, and I think that's the way it's going to end up turning out. So I think, again, my final, uh, my final prediction and thought is going to be Cincinnati 28, L.A. 24. Um, so now I am off to hopefully uh, John and I's little Catholic high grade basketball team, uh, which is having an exceptional year with the exception of beating one team. We just can't get over the hump of beating them. But we're going to uh, – we're in a tournament, and if we win this game, we're in the finals again against the team that we lost to yesterday that we just can't get over the hump with. So we uh, we play John's Old School, St. George, and uh, which we have beaten four times. Um, but that fifth time will be tough, and if we beat them, then we're back in the final of the championship game against St. Aloysius. And then next week is the big Elite Eight tournament uh, where we basically crown the champion of the uh, – 
Baton Rouge, uh, CSAA, uh, eighth grade, you know, team for the championship, kind of like the final four, so to speak. So anyway, we're going to that, and uh, it's been it's been a great great ride so far this year. Um, Seventeen and three on the year, and again, our only three losses are to the same team. So we will see what happens. But uh, hope you have a wonderful Super Bowl day. Um, hope for the rest of the week. I've actually got something lined up on Monday, uh, a podcast that I'll be a really good friend of mine who's an interesting character. And then the following week, week from this week coming up, I'm going to Houston and do a uh, podcast with an individual who uh, played football for the Philadelphia Eagles for nine years. He originally is from uh, New Orleans. And um, now he... He um, he um, hails in Houston, and um, you know is um, really had an epiphany, I guess. And we'll, we'll talk about that more. But it's going to be a really interesting podcast as well. So thank you for listening, and uh, again, enjoy the Super Bowl.